Welcome back to Alarm Vital, where we dive deep into mental health, spirituality, conscious living, and all things for the modern mystics. We're your hosts, Shelves and Mads, who crave divine discussions. But put away that maple syrup because we're not here to waffle. Let's dive straight into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Alarm Vital. I am so excited about this episode. It's very different to our usual sort of styles and this one is kind of like a Q&A sort of episode. So I will be asking Mads all about mental health in the rural communities and we're going to be really focusing on the farming lifestyle because as most of you know, Mads lives on a farm. So I have a lot of questions in regards to that, but I'm not going to get into them now. So let's just dive straight into today's episode. Hey, Mads. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I am good. I'm so keen for today's episode because it's a little bit different. I know. I feel like I'm going to get emotional, but I just need to like reel it in. No, show <laughs> us your feels. I'm excited. But before we jump into it, did you want to give us like your go-to and your one word for this week? Okay. So my one word for the week would definitely have to be inspired. Ooh. I've been watching like I've been watching lots of um like personal development videos lately Love and that. they just get me in the feels and I'm just it, I just feel grateful for my life because so many people have just such shit times but then they just you know they overcome it and then they're like just full of so much life and mm. gratitude and love and stuff and I'm just like well, why am I crying over like this silly little thing when this massive thing has happened to this person so I'm feeling inspired and very grateful and my go-to for today Definitely does not relate at all to what I'm talking about, but it's <laughs> um, the, I think it's Instax. It's the like Polaroid camera. Amazing. I, I am obsessed because obviously I love to document everything. I love to make memories and the fact that those memories are going to be physical um, in like a Polaroid kind of way. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes makes it really good because I'm, I'm planning on like putting them in the caravan. So when I'm traveling, <gasps> it's like I'm... Yes, I love that look. I'll show you up on my wall. I've got just like a string of them. Oh, I love that. But I'm so sad because I had it at my 21st birthday and I guess everyone was like drunk taking photos and someone broke my camera and I just haven't got around to getting a new one. So like my memory stopped like two years ago and I'm like, oh. Oh, Oh. but how was your day or week? (laughs) Yeah, my week this week, I have just, I don't know what. what's going on (laughs) don't even know where to start I just feel (laughs) um I do feel like there's been like a real switch in me energetically so I've been doing a lot of like you know inner work and working through like a lot of stuff like I've um mentioned on last week's episode or a couple episodes before um about I've been doing breath work so we do like one breath work every month and I just find like the more I'm diving deep into this course the more I guess I'm cleansing or the more layers I'm developing on myself or whatever so I have just been feeling like a little bit out of whack the past couple days like yesterday I haven't had a day like that in so long where I just like needed to rest and it was as if my body just like shut down and I just felt Mm -mm. I couldn't even manage like a conversation like I literally went to my partner's house in the evening and just like flopped on the couch like can you just give me love like (laughs) I just need to be in this nook and like be sooky and then I'll be better and then today like I feel 
amazing like so high vibe again so I honestly think yeah it's just like at some point your body is just like enough you need to rest and I guess it manifests in like physical illness or like you have no energy that kind of thing but yeah that's where I've been at this week (laughs) I tell you what though a lot of people are going through that me especially Mm. I was talking to a few girls today and and it was like everyone just feels so drained and they can't be bothered and it's just it's something something's in the air I swear it's the new moon in Virgo which we are heading into today so Adelaide time it's like 8 30 tonight so the day that we're recording um so I honestly think it's like the energy of the moon because I reckon give us a couple days we'll be on the other side of it and I think we'll all feel so much better that's crazy it's insane but anyway what's your go-to oh no we already did your go-to what's my go-to my goodness, <laughs> yours. Jesus Christ, what we're we just talking about. <laughs> uh, my go-to is the self-care like little book from Kmart. So my girlfriend Tay, so shout out today, got me this beautiful book, and it was um, it's just called Self Care: 150 Little Ways to Make a Big Change. I absolutely love it because I think they're like five bucks from Kmart, but they yeah. provide so much goodie, but so much goodies so much goodness so glad you're not speaking today (laughs) help me (laughs) you're having a maddie day i literally am um so i've just opened like a page and it's just like host a self-care party and it just gives you like a cute little explanation of how to create a self-care party and it's just so cute and like mads was saying when i showed her this one that she's got like the mindfulness one and what was the other one stress for uh anxiety free I yeah, think it's called or something like that. And the whole little range has got, yeah, different. Or stress-free, I can't remember. <laughs> has got like different books for different reasons and I just think they're so cute because they're so cheap but have so much goodness in there. So that's me. Oh. <laughs> oh, we got there. You got through it. You got through it, girl. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, Matt, why don't you start us off with today's episode? All right, so I just wanted to put a disclaimer out just before I started because this is going to be a really um, deep episode, I guess, and and I just wanted to put a little trigger warning before we start and the reason why we're putting a trigger warning is the fact that we will be discussing um, suicide, suicide thoughts, um, depression and anxiety, um, especially those who live in rural communities. Um, so if, if you are living in a rural community and you do suffer with these um, issues and you feel like you're not comfortable to listen on, then that's totally fine. Um, there will be some people that you can have a chat to in the show notes. So if you wanted to go there and then just give someone a call or anything like that, then then that's more than fine. But um, yeah, I just thought I should let everyone know that this is also all of the research that I've done with statistics and experiences and things that I've seen and things like that. So how many times can I say things? <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it, you know, lighthearted, but, you know, my intention for this episode is to really shed light and awareness and raise the stigma about mental health in men, especially in rural communities and more so in farming, especially because that's where I live. I live in a farming community and um, it's just a big thing that, you know, not many people talk about. So, yep, that's the intention of the 
episode is to um just raise a little bit of awareness start a conversation so yes amazing and just remember as well that like obviously this is coming from Maddie's experience and everything that she says does come from love and with good intention and yeah as she said we just want to start like an open conversation about this topic because it's something that obviously we're both very passionate about mental health but Maddie in um, particular is very passionate about mental health within the rural community because she's lived it and she is living it so yeah take what resonates and just leave behind what doesn't I guess but in saying that shall we just jump straight into the first episode the first oh yes. my god <laughs> into the question what shelves? is wrong with me what is happening okay let's try that again shall we just jump straight into the first question I think so <laughs> Oh, Lord, this is going to be a long episode. (laughs) Why don't you just start the episode by just telling us about your story um, and I guess like where you live because some people may only just be tuning in now and not know anything about your background. Yeah, for sure. So I've pretty much lived in uh, rural kind of towns. I've never lived in like the um, suburbs or the city or anything like that. Um, I actually grew up in a little mining town a couple hours from Perth, um, which I don't know if you know Australian capitals. I no. certainly don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Perth. <laughs> Perth is the um, Western Australian capital. So we live a couple hours away from there. Um, but I was originally born in Kalgoorlie. That's just like another mining town, um, which we call this a city because it's <laughs> kind of big. It's so confusing. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, um, yeah, so we grew up in a little mining town a couple hours from Perth um, and we just lived in like a little five-acre hill. We called it the Windy Hill because of um, we barrack like Essendon, the Bombers. I don't know if you follow footy no. shelves. No, sorry. No, <laughs> no. well, yeah. <laughs> I was born and bred into being an Essendon fan, so I've kind of grown up with that. But, um, yeah, so we called our our hill because we literally live on it like a hill. Amazing. Like, no joke, massive. So, yeah, we called that Winter Hill. And, you know, like my childhood just consisted of, you know, going to the dams, having mud fights, Aww. like riding four-wheel like motorbikes and, um, like, it's so funny. It's so like wholesome looking back now like Mm. because you know we didn't live in the city we didn't have fast food or crime or anything like that necessarily but in saying that like it was just such a small knit really tight community and it was just it's so amazing to grow up with like we would um be at my house all of my friends and then we would walk to like it's a place, it's like a little dam, a little river or something like that. So we'd walk there and like swim there all day and then Cute. go walk to someone else's house. Like we we literally just walked everywhere because everything was so close together. Um, but yeah, like something that I'm really grateful for as well was with living in like a country mining town, actually to preface, I lived in a mining town when I grew up, but now I live in a country town. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just thought I would pop that in there. We didn't have any like materialism we didn't have anything to shop for we you know we had IGA Mm. IGA is like a little supermarket store we didn't have shopping malls or cinemas or anything like we had to make our own fun so I feel like I'm so so grateful for growing up in a country town just with the values I guess Mm. that we have and you know you can tell 
so quickly when you go to Perth or when you go to the city, whose country and whose city. Like they're just two completely different people. And it's even like as small as when we're driving in the in the country, when you're driving past someone, you, you flick a finger up and you wave. Mm-hmm. We go to the city, you don't they don't wave. Like yeah. it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I, I remember me and um my partner Stephen, we went traveling up to Exmouth, which is like at the top of um WA. And we counted how many times people didn't wave back. It was just, <laughs> oh, it was insane. But, yeah, like, you know, we grew up in, like, really natural landscapes, just a real natural life. Mm, beautiful. So, you know, it was perfect. And can I just say, Maddie's wearing a flanny now. So if that says anything <laughs> while we're <laughs> recording this, I was just looking at you because we FaceTime when we record and I'm looking at you, I'm like, yeah, you look so much like a farmer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I live in flannies, honestly. I don't think I wear anything else. (laughs) No, but yeah, it was so perfect. And then, so that was my childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And then I knew nothing about farming. I was always a mining girl. Like we moved all different towns because we were following my dad with mine jobs, all of that kind of thing. So I had no idea about farming towns, mental health, all of that type of um, scenario. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated high school, everyone knows this story. I graduated high school. I moved straight into my my boyfriend's um farm I guess house mm-hmm. um and that was like even further away from Perth and that was even further away from my parents so we all know the story about me feeling really really isolated and that's when I really experienced the brink of like mental health in rural communities because you're so lonely right mm. like you're so segregated especially me being like I was an introvert and I didn't want to go out to the community and make friends it, it was hard and you know just a little backstory of our farms. If there's any farmers or any country um, folks listening, we <laughs> are like a predominantly um, crop. We farm crop, um, and we're just starting to get into sheep. So, yeah, it's it's different because there's so many ways to farm as well. Like mm. you've got your crop farms, you've got livestock, you've got so many other things. Um, but yeah, and as well as living where I live now in in the country town. We don't have shops either. We have less than what we lived in when I was in my childhood. So we didn't, like we have, oh, it's just crazy. I don't even know how to explain it. (laughs) Just imagine living like as barren as possible. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) And um, altogether, my partner's like family have, um, they farm 15,000 acres of land. Um, They own half of that and they they lease through the rest of it. So they kind of, what that means is they farm on other people's land. So they kind of just like buy it temporarily, if that makes sense, kind of like renting their land. So they use it. Hard to explain, but yeah, (laughs) that's basically it. And then something so crazy, it's actually not crazy, (laughs) something um, that many, many people will understand and relate to me is in any country town, no matter where you are, if you go to the pub, you're going to be asked all about farming. Mm. You're literally, literally all you talk about is farming. And I have, I used to know no lingo, right? Nothing. <laughs> and then I moved, I moved here. I've been here for a couple of years now and it's just you have all the questions on beat, what to ask the farmers because literally they talk about nothing else. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And it's just crazy about how much we depend on the rain. So that's always the topic of conversation. Mm. Like how many meals did you get last night? So something else I really wanted to put in here as well, just because like 
it's it's a thing for farmers and Mm -hmm. we aren't actually in like a bad drought I can't even begin to imagine what the farmers over east are going through like they've been in drought for years like it is so so incredibly sad about what they have to go through and you know what they face but we are so lucky over like here where we are in um the wheat belt in the way that we don't experience that much drought at the moment so that's something that I should put in there as well um and being a woman in a farming town Mm. you get the label of a farmer's wife so basically a farmer's wife and here I've got bunny ears like our (laughs) role is to like help out with bookwork and to essentially just be the nurturer to be the carer to look after like the workers and your husband by doing like the cleaning the washing and just being a stay-at-home mum really while like the men are out providing for us Mm -hmm. I guess you could say so (laughs) farming is very very traditional Mm. like me and Stephen are quite good actually in the fact that things are pretty much equal Mm. we try to make them equal especially like um when we're home together but yeah I thought that I should also say that you'll probably hear farmer's wife being thrown around a little (laughs) bit so (laughs) I thought I should best explain what that means but Yeah. yeah Well, continuing on in the same sort of theme, um, what's your mental health journey and like I guess the story of people closest to you and their mental health journey? Yeah, well, I mean, as I was explaining before, like my childhood was the best. I guess the only thing that I can think of being really, really young is the fact that my dad was FIFO and that Mm -hmm. means fly in, fly out. So because he was in the mining industry, um, he would have to go up north a few times. He'd, you know, be everywhere. So all childhood, even now, he's still FIFO worker. So honestly, hats off to mum for, mm. you know, dealing with the. I can't imagine not being with my partner for half the year. And to have even, kids as well. That's even I know. Harder. Like, yeah, I, I said to mum a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I am like, I don't know how you did it. You You technically raised us by yourself for like half of the year Mm. I mean and then hats off to dad like he you know he left his family for x amount of times a week to provide for us like yeah it's 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 like a double-edged sword he's providing but then you know we're missing out on that time but I have the utmost respect for that um yeah but when I was a child, like I didn't feel lonely. I didn't know what the city was. I didn't know what that type of living was. So I didn't feel lonely. I didn't know what loneliness was. There was nothing really mental health related um, in the fact of what we face when we when we, when we we grow, when we're older. But where I live now, like this is like such a different story. And, mm. you know, as I said, I did talk about my loneliness. And if you wanted to um, listen to a bit more about how I dealt with my loneliness and you know what happened you can go listen to that episode um, I'm not quite sure what number it is but we'll put it in the show notes for you if you want to have a listen to it but being in the farming industry is so much different than the mining industry for me because you know I, I didn't know about mining I, I never really asked dad about it but with farming I'm right there on the front line mm-hmm. I'm coming home and, and dealing with Stephen coming and chatting to me and all of that kind of thing and farming is stressful right? It is stressful. You have to depend on the weather. Yeah, that's crazy. For, for whether or not you make money for that year. It's you depend on the hands. weather. Yeah, you literally have to put all of your trust into Mother Teresa and the universe for for your shit to work out. Otherwise, what? 
Mm. You're left with what frosted crop. You're left with uh, dry crop. Like you can't control it. And I feel like that's such a huge thing with farming is that you're just stressed (laughs) and it's confronting. It's confronting. Like um, when I first came into like the farming kind of life, I did work a couple harvests. So that means like I, I was on the tractor and I was like getting all the grain and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's stressful. Mm. Having Going through harvest is stressful because you've got workers, you've got to be doing this at the correct time. And when we cut like hay or when we bale hay, you know, when you, know when you see those squares of like hay, mm-hmm. they're called like they're bales. So, you know, you've got to do that at the correct temperature and the correct moisture, like everything depends on the weather and it's just insane. Um, and rain, rain is just such a huge thing. I did say um, a couple minutes ago about over east really struggling with drought at the moment and it's just you know we're getting a little brink of that now so um we haven't had rain like good decent rain in a while so you know we're watching all the crops dry out we're watching mm. like our farmers neighbors crops dry out like it's just because it's painful because you can see the process of it dying yeah, wow so you're literally just w- looking at your crop losing money Mm. I used to say to Stephen, can we just get like a helicopter and like, you know, the fire planes and like just drive over, like fly over the top and spray water or something? And no, babe, it doesn't really work like that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Oh, I'm just trying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it is sad. Like it's sad to see all the farmers' hard work and effort be completely ruined by weather because we can't control it. And these are fully grown men who are such hard workers who give their all to farming. Farming isn't a job, it's a lifestyle. If if you're in a if you're a farmer, if you're in the farming industry, you're in it forever. You're in it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't stop, it's non-stop. So when something like that happens, when we something that we can't control, of mm. course we're gonna get stressed, of course we're gonna get anxious and upset because you've been working so hard all of this time and I guess in the way of um, my mental health and my story at the moment like I'm lucky because we are like women especially me I can't speak of all women in the farming industry Mm -hmm. because everyone you know has different amounts in the bank account and farms and circumstances whatever but we're just so taken care of because like that's the traditional way of thinking, you know, they're providing for us and we're nurturing them. So there's so many things that like we just don't have to worry about Mm. and that's all thanks to farming. Um, Obviously, if we have a bad year, it's not going to be, you know, as easy and free-flowing as that but it's still nice to know that you're supported. Yeah, definitely. Both physically and financially. So, yeah, Mm. that's pretty much my kind of. Yeah, Thank you so much for sharing. It's so interesting to like hear because, you know, I think you and I, Mads, are so similar in so many ways and in so many parts of our lives. And then this is like completely different. Like because I was born and up until the age of six, I lived in like a country town in England. So I lived yeah. in Devon, which is sounds super similar. You know, that's when I can relate to the small knit community, like waving, like you would know everyone in the town. Yeah, so for I sure. Can, 
definitely like relate to parts of what you're saying but in other ways since moving here so from six to 23 it's like a whole nother life you know what I mean and like it is yeah it's just it's honestly yeah crazy how we can be so similar and so different at the same time um but I wondered if we could just dive like a little bit deeper into like um farmers and like I guess farming in general and the mental health struggles like I know you mentioned a little bit but can we dive a little bit deeper into that Yeah, of course. Um, There is such a stigma around mental health in rural communities, I feel, like especially farming communities because all of these Mm. men are strong, right? They're hard workers. They they don't have emotions. They don't have time to feel. We've got to get up, get rolling and, you know, roll with the punches and take on the next Mm -hmm. task or the next hurdle, I guess you could say. But there are so many things that can bring on stress for those people you know there's financial hardships you know depression stress from drought frost natural disasters like fires even like relationship breakdowns because of the pressures of farming like there are so many things and especially if we if we go back to fires um a couple I think it might have been last year or the year before I remember I was on the hay rake so basically I was making all the hay go into a line so then a baler could come after me and um, put it in that square that I was talking about before Mm -hmm. right and there was there was one time that we over the two-way so like the little walkie-talkies like someone someone was like oh like there's a fire we need help and then you can see the fire in the distance and your heart just drops and then it is it's so emotional because every single farmer in the vicinity drops everything that they do, Aww. jump in their car. It just honestly makes me and cry. It makes me want to cry. Like oh, that sense so of emotional. community. It's beautiful that everyone comes together, but it's horrible that it, you know, is that reason that why. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's crazy because it's your whole life that's affected, though it's not yeah just something willy-nilly like it's your livelihood and as you're just saying like it's your like whether you get money or you don't get money and whether you can support your family like it's crazy literally but it's just moving to me that these farmers have their own their own livelihoods but they drop everything to go help this person it's beautiful so it's it's so beautiful and I used to get so angry that I couldn't go because I had to stay and keep working and obviously because like I'm, I'm not the strongest, I, you know, I can't really fight a fire, but I always just, yeah, everyone just rallies around and helps everyone. But the fact of that, that farmer has just watched their crop burn. They've worked so hard on. So hard and something, you know, something happened and it burns. Like even the fact of even personal, like with our, when I say our family, I mean Stephen's family, um, you know, they had a truck burn down because oh, wow. of, of with hay on the back like so they lost all the the truck the hay the trailers everything um and even like um headers breakdown it's just insane how much can happen and the possibilities and it be gone in a brink of a second and the one thing that we all rally around is community which is something that's so amazing because we all need support systems and I guess that's what what the pub is really good for I mean people might think you go to the pub to drink and whatever but that is the time the farmers can set for themselves to have a chat to open up to let go of about what's happened that week if they've had a bad week if they haven't had much rain if they've had heaps of rain and they're so excited about it like it's their time to to open up and let go mm. um 
So it's so important, but everything adds up because of the stigma around males as well and their emotions. Like they're just left bottling it up. They don't deal with it in a healthy way. And in some really, really tragic and unfortunate circumstances, they commit suicide Mm. because there's, you know, they feel like there's no way out. There's, There's nothing left. They've, you know, lost all of these situations this money people relationships you know some someone might have passed away that they were close with and that's just the you know tip of the edge and Mm -hmm. that's what sent them over and it's just it kills me because you know all of these horrible things happen and some farmers are just so shocked that it's happened you know they ask why they blame themselves for not knowing or seeing the signs but There is no room for blame in these situations because that is going to cause so much more suffering and so much more stress. We just all need to be like one collective whole community and just have an open communication. We need to break this stigma and we need to, we need men to talk. We need men Mm. to open up and know that it's okay to tell people that you're struggling, to tell people, you know, I'm actually going through quite a hard time. Like I'm having a fight with my wife because we can't pay the bills because mm-hmm. we're not getting enough rain or anything that they're going through. It doesn't even have to be farming related. It could be anything. And the fact is, you know, Bob down the road drops everything to help you mm. with fighting a fire or anything like that. Of course, he's going to be there to hear you to speak to you, to listen. I just think that it's so important to to raise this awareness. And the statistics of this, the statistics of of men and suicide is crazy. Six men a day, Shelves, Mm. a day in this country take their own life and two women. Breaks my heart. It It is just so overwhelming. And if we focus more on like the rural side of things, men are twice as likely to take their own life than metropolitan men. Mm, that's crazy. It's the isolation. It's the depression, the anxiety, mm-hmm. the traditional way of thinking that you can't speak up. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And if we like pop out some more statistics in the 20 to 24-year-old age bracket, 40% of the men that pass away are from suicide. That's nearly half. Mm, that's insane. It's so heartbreaking when you hear the actual number, you know what I mean, compared yeah. to when you just, like we all know that it happens, but it's like that sort of out of sight, out of mind, and that sounds awful. But I mean, when you are actually hearing the statistics and the actual number, it's like something needs to change. And, I do and when think, you experience it. Exactly right. And I do think that um, like the men's groups like I know especially in the more metropolitan areas they have like specific groups tailored just for men and they go and they do like um, anger release and they hold space Mm. for each other and they scream and they cry and they break down but I don't know if they do have like I personally and I haven't looked heaps into it but I've never seen like a rural man on Instagram for example holding space for men like that compared to I've seen many of uh, men who live in the city and they do hold space for each other and it it's like you said it kind of goes back to the traditional way of living and I guess to the gender roles and that kind of thing of there's not so much awareness around it so much exactly it's it's insane yeah and I guess leading on from that um my next question would be like were you taught much about mental health and like mental health awareness during school or like while like whilst you were growing up 
Yeah, I mean, definitely to an extent. Like we had, Mm. you know, the occasional workshops at school where they'd come in and they'd chat to us about mental health. But, you know, it all boils down to the way you were brought up. You know, we're talking about the traditional way of thinking, the gender roles, like your surroundings and communities and just your mental health and the way in which you deal with it. The fact is the boys don't listen. Yeah, The boys think it's silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, oh, the boys have to be the class clown or no, they can't listen. Like, this is stupid. Why is someone coming in? Like, mental health isn't a thing. Like, it's it's just their, I guess, their age, maturity. I don't know. I can't speak. I'm not a man. I haven't dug too deep into this, like, scenario of why men act like that. But that is just my understanding. But it's always been a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. Like, no one talks about it until something happens like yeah and that's the worst it's the worst bit we need to prevent this and we need to control this we don't want to talk about it after something you know horrendous has happened and you know are you okay day comes around each year we need to make are you okay day every day Mm, like we need to make these men feel validated for feeling emotions and letting at least one person in you know we have Remember, I don't know if, if, if it went around your face, but we had the push-ups for mental health mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing. That was amazing. Like that was a movement that most of the men on my Facebook were getting around. Yeah. We just need to make it an everyday thing. We don't need to make it a day. And I think as well we need – I do believe that there's more obviously awareness around mental health and everything in this day and age, but I still do think that there's so much stigma, stigma around talking and expressing and men crying is a weakness oh and it's like you know everyone knows that when you cry you feel so much better because it is an energy release. it's a release and yeah. even for example something that I have been doing lately um which is kind of getting off topic but it's I've been setting like a timer for one minute and I've been doing whatever sort of activity that I feel called to do so for example you get a pillow and you can scream into the pillow you can punch the pillow and you do that for like a whole minute and even if you don't feel very angry at the time that you start by the end of it you will be like wow I was holding so much anger in like my solar plexus area like I can feel that that's moving now and I do think that like we need more awareness and we kind of need to hold men more in the space of it's okay to show your emotions and you know get them back on track to be the divine masculine energy compared to as you were saying before Mads like they work so hard and they're constantly hustling and providing and doing which is so beautiful but you don't want it to go into the other way where it's like a wounded masculine where they're a little bit egoistic and they don't want to talk about their feelings or they get angry because they're suppressing their emotions so much you know exactly like all of that hard work all of that thought needs to go somewhere you can't just keep bottling it in otherwise you're going to blow and you know Exactly what you were saying. Like men be, you know, they're called a sook, a pussy. Like yeah. they they get to they get referred as like a female. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And why is that happening? Like what where is that like stemmed from? Why why do these men feel like it's not okay to cry or not okay to show your feelings or not okay to at least speak up? And they only say that they wish that they asked them how they were after the fact. Yeah. How sad is that? They shouldn't take that to yeah bring awareness. No, not at all. Mm, I know. It's so sad. Oh, So my next question, do you believe that people who live in rural areas like talk or have awareness around mental health? I definitely think that there is starting to be like such a bigger awareness about mental health in rural farming communities, especially because we've lost so many lives mm. due to this that 
people are starting to notice and they're starting to make a change and like amazing and inspiring people like Joe Drayden, who is like, um, she's the Holyoke Wheat Belt Suicide Prevention Coordinator. Um, and I actually know her personally. So she travels all over the Wheat Belt, raising awareness about mental health in rural communities. She actually has this analogy, which fits so perfect. And she describes mental health to these farmers as like, you need to treat mental health like farm machinery. Mm. You know, she said that in a recent article um, with the Farm Weekly. And the Farm Weekly is like this kind of newspaper that all the farmers read. It's full of information. And then she continued to say that if you bought a new piece of machinery and the hazard light came on, you'd get it serviced, right? That's what we need to do for ourselves. When you can't sleep, you lose interest in your relationships, feeling down for no reason, go see GP. Like this is what she has said and it makes so much sense. I love that because she's put it in such a way that men within the farming community would relate to and be like, oh, wow, yeah, I love that. Exactly. And there's also been a recent movement. Um, It actually came up on my Facebook the other day and it was an agronomist, Mary O'Brien, who founded Are You Bogged, Mate? So this is such an amazing community that's all about helping country blokes talk about mental health and suicide while spreading awareness about depression in the bush or depression in the countryside. So she just explains like in a similar, similar, <laughs> she explains in a similar analogy to um, Joe Drayton that when you get bogged out in the farm, you always ask a mate or a worker for a hand to get you out. Mm. It might take some time. It might be tricky, but you'll always get out. And then that is just so important because you can rely on that person to help you, to pull you out, to give you the nudge, you know. I love that. Why Why is it that you you don't? think twice about asking a person to help you get out of a sticky situation physically. Why can't you do that mentally? Mm. That's my question. Um, And the last movement that I wanted to talk about has made a huge, huge wave in the countryside across all of Australia and it's the Blue Tree Project. I'm not sure if you've heard about this, Shelves, no, but um, Kendall White from Mookin I can never pronounce country names. <laughs> Mookin Budden. I don't I can't. It's a WA um town in the northern wheat belts. And she basically launched the Blue Tree Project after finding out about the horrible news that her brother Jaden had taken his own life in November of 2018. Mm. So, you know, as sad and as drastic and as horrible as that, the idea came from an image of a tree that herself and Jaden had painted blue when they were kids. Mm. So this just kind of like triggered an idea in her and now that memento serves as a huge platform to bring people together who have or are experiencing issues with mental health or have been affected by suicide. So the movement basically means that um, people all over the countryside, I'm not sure if it's in the city but it's definitely um, in country towns, they paint all of their trees blue. I love that. And we, we have some in the, in the town where we live. There's like a massive kind of curve on the road and all along that curve is just full of blue trees. It's a, it's a full day job. Like you need like mm. a crane to get up there and it's just, you know, people are driving and they say, oh, my God, like that's a blue tree. And it just that sparks the conversation, yeah. right? It sparks that. So those are the that I just went off on a huge tangent, but those no, are the, the, the movements that have started happening since um, all of these really horrible things have been happening. So the fact that we have all of these amazing people out here trying to raise awareness 
and mm. lifting the stigma and helping out all of these all these men in rural communities is just so special. Um, oh, I but, love yeah. that. Thank you so much for sharing. Honestly, I know you've had to be very vulnerable and talk about your experience and it is, as you said in the beginning, quite a heavy topic. So I just want to first of all say thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, but my final question for you is what are some resources that men in rural communities or I guess just anyone in general can use to get some help? Perfect. Before I get into just talking about the the lines that you can call or the websites that you can visit, I just wanted to talk about, you know, if there is any men that are listening right now that live in rural communities, just find that person, find your person that you can open up to. It could be, I don't know, your dog, you know, they don't necessarily have to talk back, but you need to let it out. You need to speak about it. You need to just open those floodgates. You know, if you feel like, being in the gym is something that, you know, lets all of your stress, depression, all of that release, then go to the gym. Get a bloody boxing stand or ball or I don't know what they call it and just mm-hmm. punch it out or scream or yell or cry or just do something to let those emotions out. But you need to find your person and that person can, can be one of the like the lifelines that I'm going to be talking about in a minute or that person could be a family member a friend just someone you know and just taking out that time of your day to not only check in on yourself but check in on that friend as well it's going to be really important and I guess really just give yourself the space and give yourself the ability to let Mm. your walls down and to let yourself feel those emotions you know, you are validated, you are loved and you need to be here. And the fact is you can't keep bottling these emotions up. You can't keep going full steam ahead, trying to finish the day, trying to finish the week, you know, oh, I'll just get through harvest and then, yeah, then I'll, I'll work on it or, oh, I'll just finish this. No, you no. need to make time because time, there's never a good time, right? We That's never what everyone have enough says. spare time. No, I'm busy. No, you're not make time you're deflecting yeah literally but that was just a little thing that I wanted to say in there um but if you are struggling with um depression or anxiety or you just want to chat to someone who's a third-party outsider you can call the men's line Australia on one three hundred seven eight nine nine seven eight. you can call lifeline on 13 11 14 you can visit the beyond blue website um, and especially for WA rural communities, you can call Rural Link on free call at one eighteen hundred five five two zero zero two, or you can also download some apps that can really help you if you want to kind of take a few breaths, be a bit more mindful, um, and yeah, that's basically it. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, and we'll put all of the details of the um platforms that Mads just mentioned in the show notes so don't worry if you didn't grab the numbers or the websites because we'll put all the details below um, but just to finish off Mads wanted to share a beautiful card that she just pulled from her um, Gabby Bernstein deck so over to you Mads. Yes so I pulled a card from the Super Attractor deck um, from Gabrielle Bernstein and this one says I am kind and loving toward others while creating clear boundaries that protect my good feeling emotions. Oh, wow. That is so spot on. That is so perfect for this episode. Um, 
But thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got through this all and that you're taking, you know, you took one thing from this episode. But yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I am proud of you. Mm. I know you might not hear that very often, but I am proud of you. Amazing. And please know that Mads and my DMs are always open. So if you do want some extra support, we can definitely refer you to some links or to some platforms that you can have a chat to. Um, But just know that you're not alone and that there's so many people out there that want to help you and want to hold space for you. You just have to ask and you just have to allow them to help you. Exactly. Um, But on that note, have a good harvest. (laughs) have a beautiful day (laughs) bye alrighty so that is the end of our podcast for today so thank you so much for joining our divine discussions now if you want to become a part of our EV fam please head to at Elan Vital podcast on Insta or Facebook and just as an FYI we have a new episode releasing every Thursday alright peace out